Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Clutter. I'm your host, Margot Statton. In today's episode, I want to provide you with some direction, guidance, and motivation on where to start decluttering. Maybe you're somebody who's incredibly overwhelmed by all the clutter in your home and you look around and you're just like, where do I start? What do I tackle? What's gonna give me maximum impact where I feel like I accomplished something? Ever have that where like you declutter a closet or you declutter something in your kitchen or your bedroom and then you look around and you're like, it's still pretty messy. Like what's the point of even doing this? So in today's episode, I kind of wanna give you some guidance. I think I have about six tips that you can kind of put on your to-do list of areas of your home that you can declutter. It's not going to be incredibly overwhelming. It's not going to take you a whole lot of time. And most importantly, you're going to reap the benefits and you're going to see the impact and you're going to see the results. And it's going to make you feel so good about your home. For me, the most rewarding area of my home when I decluttered it and I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I want to keep going. For me, it was the kitchen. You know, and for you, it might be the entryway or might be the bedroom or it might be the bathroom. And obviously, you know, spaces in our home vary from home to home. But for me, it was definitely the kitchen because the kitchen is a place where I spend a lot of my time. I actually also recently remodeled my kitchen. So I did a lot of DIY. Now I'm by no means a DIY professional, (laughs) but after I decluttered, I felt like my kitchen really deserved an rather I deserved um, a kitchen facelift. So I did some simple things where I just kind of replaced the countertops and I painted the cabinets. And now I have a ton of space in my kitchen cabinets and drawers, which is really funny because I live in a very small New York apartment and my kitchen is tiny. Like my kitchen counter space is like non-existent. I don't know. Let me know what area in your home is like a must to declutter. So when it comes to tackling any decluttering project, it can absolutely be overwhelming. So my best advice for you is you wanna break it down into smaller areas, and this can make it more manageable. The first tip I have for you when it comes to starting your decluttering journey or resuming your decluttering journey is to start with a small area. So you wanna begin with a small space, like maybe a single drawer or a shelf, or maybe you have a small closet. This will give you a sense of accomplishment and motivation to continue decluttering other areas. A lot of the families, a lot of the moms that I work with, they tell me, Margot, it's just so much. And I get it. I get it. You know, when we look at, let's say, our kitchen and there's just so much stuff on the table and there's so much stuff on the countertops and the drawers and the cabinets are like overflowing with things to the point where maybe they don't even close (laughs) completely. So I get it. Taking in the big picture can seem really like, oh, my God, who has time for this? Like this is like a, you know, one month long journey and balancing that with, you know, having kids and life and work and having a partner and just day-to-day stuff, you might be thinking to yourself, like, is it really worth it? Do I have enough time to dedicate to it? And, and my solution for this always is start small. Instead of taking in your entire kitchen, which can be a lot, even a small space can seem like a lot, pick a cabinet, (laughs) 
pick a drawer. Now, a little bit of a pro tip, one of the biggest kind of eye twitch eyesores in a kitchen is the countertop. So I know that a lot of you want to prioritize decluttering your kitchen countertop. But here is the problem that you will run into. A lot of the stuff that's on your kitchen countertop needs to have a home to go to right? You need to, I mean, some of the stuff probably you can declutter, toss, donate, sell, whatever, but there will be items that you need to keep, right? The problem is if you don't declutter your cabinets or your drawers, those items will not have space to go to. So while I completely understand the importance of keeping your kitchen countertops clean, The reality is that you first want to make space for the items in your drawers and your cabinet. Again, this is my recommendation. You can obviously do whatever works best for you and your family and your kitchen and your space. However, I recommend that maybe if you're going to choose to start with a small section, you select a cabinet right? And kind of go cabinet by cabinet to then make space for the items that are currently kind of taking up space on your countertop. So you have somewhere to put them. So that tea kettle, that blender, right? These are bulky items. They need space behind closed doors to go to. I recommend if you're, if you're a beginner, Okay, to all of my beginner declutterers, to all of you who want to achieve a clutter-free home, maybe you're transitioning to a more minimalistic lifestyle, I highly encourage you to start with maybe like a sock drawer, right, for that quick and easy win. I discourage a lot of people from like taking on a huge project, especially if like you're new to this, because you can lose motivation. You can encounter sentimental items that might discourage you from continuing. Um, You might feel like you're having a hard time letting go of certain things. I mean, there are all these feelings and emotions that come up that oftentimes we don't talk about when you're decluttering, right? From guilt to feeling wasteful, you know, just so many different things. So if you're a beginner, Start with something that's very simple where it's going to be pretty much a no-brainer for you to declutter the items there. And I think a sock and underwear drawer is a fantastic place to start. But the point of number one is to start small. Number two, as you're on your decluttering journey and maybe hopefully you're creating a decluttering plan. Um, Things move much faster and much more efficient and you tend to continue with your momentum and not get distracted. If you're somebody that like starts cleaning or decluttering one area of your home and then you walk into a different space and you get distracted and you start decluttering that and you kind of like chaotically are all over the place, which again is normal and is totally okay. If you're somebody like that or for anybody really, having like a one pager decluttering plan will really help to keep you on track. And I actually created one for you. I'll leave it in the description in case you want to download it. But my second tip for where to start And this is something that has worked for a lot of families. And this is something that feels really, really rewarding. And that is to declutter your entryway or foyer. So cleaning out your entryway is a great place to start because it's the first area you see when you come home. 
So you come home from an incredibly busy day, you're tired, you're stressed, right? Maybe you got stuck in traffic, maybe somebody cut you off on the highway, maybe you got a ticket, Um, maybe you just had a bad day at work and you walk into your home and you open that door and what you're supposed to feel is like relief, right? This This is what achieving a clean and tidy home, by the way, feels like when you come home and everything is clean and you just feel like you've walked into a peaceful sanctuary and then the kids start screaming nonetheless (laughs) the point is that your entryway is the first thing that you see when you walk into your home and it feels so incredibly good when your entryway is clean and tidy so prioritizing decluttering your entryway I promise you will feel incredibly rewarding. And also, honestly, it won't take you more than like five to 20 minutes. And when we talk about decluttering our entryway, we talk about removing any shoes, coats, or items that don't belong there. So it's really about establishing designated spots for your keys, for your wallet, and other everyday essentials. So when I talk about coats and shoes, how often, so for example, maybe it's springtime or summertime now, and you still have winter coats hanging in your entryway, which tend to be bulky and take up a lot of space. Same thing for your shoes. Maybe your Uggs or your winter gear is still out, right? Decluttering your entry is not only about getting rid of, right, selling, tossing, donating items that you don't need, but it's also simply putting those items away. So maybe storing them in a bin or hanging them up in a closet. Entryways require some organization to kind of be more efficient. So if maybe you don't have hooks on your walls thus yet, or maybe you want to invest in a hall tree. I am an incredible lover of bins for shoes because especially if you have kids like I do, you know, the kids can just like take the shoes off and throw them in the bin, right? Getting our kids to kind of open a closet door and neatly store them away is almost impossible. If your kids are that neat, I want to adopt them. (laughs) But typically, you know, our partners, our kids, and even us sometimes, we kind of just take our shoes off and leave them, you know, in the entryway. So I love kind of simple storage solutions. And I think a bin and just kind of dumping things in a bin is a really simple way to keep your entryway organized. So declutter your entryway right? Get rid of all the things that you don't need, put away clothing and stuff that and accessories that you're currently not using, and just keep it neat and tidy. Um, Keeping it neat and tidy. Also, I love investing in like entryway rugs because they can collect all the dirt and the dust and debris from the outside. So you're actually not dragging it into the rest of your house. And then when it comes to like our keys and our wallets, oftentimes if we don't have a designated space or a home for these items to go to, we kind of tend to just like Toss them on the dining room table or on the kitchen countertop if your kitchen's close to your entryway. And that's just visual and surface clutter. So, you know, investing in maybe some kind of caddy or some kind of really small wall mount. If you are handy, you can create one, right? You can build one and kind of having a designated space for all of these items to go to. Same thing if you have kids, you know, maybe installing a couple of hooks in your entryway that when your kids come home from school, they can just hang their backpacks 
is a great idea. It also really, really helps in the mornings when you're kind of getting them ready and shuffling them outside of the house. They can just quickly and easily grab their backpack, grab their coat, put on their shoes and be on their way. And once you declutter your entryway, I mean, the next time you walk into your home, you're going to be excited. You're going to be like, oh, goodness, I did this and it looks great. And obviously, once you any space, any space that you declutter becomes much easier to clean and maintain. Number three are kitchen countertops. So like I mentioned before, kitchen countertops tend to be magnets for clutter. And it's what's what makes it worse is it's not behind closed doors, right? So this is like a visual clutter. And what makes it even worse than that is that as moms, as women, we constantly come face to face with this visual clutter, which like, I don't know about you guys, but it really stresses me out. So achieving a clean, clutter-free, and tidy kitchen countertop is going to make you feel so good. It also makes meal prep much easier, right? Because when we have a lot of stuff on our kitchen countertops and we're kind of like struggling, right? I I feel like we're octopuses sometimes, right? Like managing 50,000 different things at the same time. But if you have a lot of clutter on your kitchen countertop, as you're cooking or meal prepping or, you know, even on packing groceries, you're just like, you have stuff everywhere. It's on the floor. It's on the sink. It's just, it's just everywhere. It's chaotic. It doesn't feel good, right? And if you're somebody that really loves to cook and enjoys cooking and enjoys being in the kitchen, it'll feel so much better when your kitchen countertop is clean and tidy. And ladies, when I say clean and tidy, I mean, go atomic on your kitchen countertops. There really shouldn't be anything on them at all. Like if you can accomplish that where it's completely like clutter-free and clean, maybe with just a cutting board, you're gonna fall in love with your kitchen again. Prioritizing decluttering your kitchen countertops after (laughs) you've decluttered your kitchen cabinets and your drawers is a really, really great, to add to your decluttering to-do list. And I find that it is probably one of the most rewarding areas once you've achieved the clean and tidy space. Always remember that clutter attracts clutter. That's just facts. So it, it doesn't only apply to your kitchen countertop, it applies to every area of your home. Clutter will naturally attract more clutter. So if you have a ton of stuff on your kitchen countertop, it's going to naturally magnetically attract other clutter. So the less stuff you have on there, the more tidy it will be, the easier it is to clean. Number four on sort of figuring out, you know, and identifying where you should start and specifically areas that are incredibly rewarding is your bedroom closet. Oh my goodness. You ever have that moment where you open up your closet and like you're trying to pick out what to wear in the morning or maybe you pick out your clothes the night before and your closet is like overflowing with stuff and you're thinking to yourself, I have absolutely nothing to wear. (laughs) That's because you have a ton of clutter. How many times did you, were you like, oh my God, I'm looking for this like sweater or shirt and you spend 15 minutes looking for it and now you're running late to drop off the kids or you're running late to work and you didn't find the shirt that you were looking for or the sweater that you were looking for. Like it doesn't feel good. That's not a great start to your day. So I highly encourage you if you're to prioritize another area of your home, bedroom closet is the way to go. 
So you want to declutter your clothing, your shoes, and your accessories. You obviously want to donate or sell items you no longer wear or need. And then consider organizing your clothing by category or by color to make it easier to find what you're looking for. Decluttering your closet will take time. I actually have an entire course dedicated to kind of teaching you all how to declutter your closet, how to create a capsule wardrobe. But most importantly, it's not even about decluttering a closet. It's first understanding your style. It's understanding the style of the real you, right? We have our real self and we have our fantasy self. And a lot of times we keep items in our closet for our fantasy self. So maybe we have a lot of outerwear or, you know, special occasion outfits. And then like realistically, when was the last time you went to like a wedding or like a formal event? Why do you have like a dozen formal event dresses, right? Or maybe like bridesmaids dresses. Like, are you ever going to wear that again? Probably not, but it's now taking up space in your closet. So I think that when it comes to decluttering a closet specifically, the most important thing as you're decluttering is to be very honest with the real you. What does the real you wear every single day? What is the real you comfortable wearing, right? Everything in your wardrobe, everything in your closet should consist of what I call feel good clothing, not shame clothing not useless clothing, not clothing you'll never wear with tags still on, but the real you clothing. So if you're someone like me who rocks a bunch of jeans and t-shirts and occasionally throws on a sweater, and I think I own like one blazer for whenever I have to have any kind of like work-related meeting, but if you're someone who wears, you know, maybe loungewear 80% of the time, your closet should consist of 80% loungewear, not pencil skirts and dress pants that you never wear, not formal attire that you never wear, not skimpy outfits that you used to wear pre-kids and husband 15 years ago. You see where I'm going with this? Getting dressed in the morning is like the first big part of your morning routine and you want that to be seamless and you want to put, you literally want it, this is what you want to achieve, okay? You want to be able to close your eyes, stick your hands in your closet and pull out a feel-good item, right? So every single item in your closet should be something that you wear or have worn within the last year, and it should make you feel good and confident. If that's not what it's doing for you, let it go. So a quick pro tip, if you are somebody who's like, I don't have, you know, several hours to invest in decluttering my closet, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a bin or a box or a bag, whatever you have handy, you don't have to buy anything new. And I want you to put it in your closet. And the next time you pull out a shirt or pants or sweater or jumpsuit, whatever, and you're like, I don't wanna wear this, it doesn't fit me, I'm never going to wear this. Instead of putting it back in your closet, I want you to throw it in that bin. And you're gonna keep doing that with every single item that you don't wanna wear right, that you're not going to wear until that bin is full. And once that bin is full, that becomes your decluttering bin, and then you can choose to sell, donate, or toss. All right, next up we have number five, and that is to declutter your bathroom cabinets and drawers. So bathroom storage spaces can become filled with expired medication, old toiletries, and pretty much a ton of unused products. 
So you want to sort through your cabinets and drawers, and you want to get rid of anything that is expired or no longer needed. Then you want to consider using small storage containers or dividers to keep items organize. So decluttering your bathroom cabinets and drawers, again, doesn't have to take time. You don't have to declutter all of it at once. You can declutter one cabinet or one drawer at a time. Only leave what you use, what you need. And also be mindful of what you're storing there. So, you know, the rule of thumb to organization is kind of functionality. So if you have items that are sitting in your cabinets and drawers that are you actually use elsewhere, they should be stored elsewhere. You can also declutter if you're somebody that has a ton of stuff on your bathroom sink or countertop. I would honestly prioritize decluttering that as well. Your sinks should be completely clear of stuff, maybe like toothpaste and some toothbrushes and soap, and that's pretty much it. Everything else should be stored elsewhere. Find it a home to go to. And finally, declutter your living room or family room. So these are spaces that obviously are very lived in, right? This is where we spend a lot of our time. This is where we play. This is where we maybe do homework. We watch movies. You know, this is where the kids tend to be. The the pets tend to be. These areas tend to become incredibly cluttered. So you want to clear out any unnecessary items and you want to find appropriate storage solutions for things that you want to keep. So you want to consider decluttering and organizing the entertainment center, the coffee table, and the bookshelves. Funny story. So you know how earlier I mentioned that surfaces are magnetic for clutter? So I used to have a coffee table in my living room. And this coffee table constantly would have a ton of clutter on it. It would be magazines, remote controls, toys, books. I mean, just a ton of crap. And I felt like I was like a slave to this coffee table. Like it would drive me absolutely nuts. And I found storage solutions and I found homes for all the items. But like my family members would continue to dump things on this coffee table. So one day I went atomic and I was like, forget this. And I just got rid of the coffee table. And I never looked back. And it's been like six years and we have no coffee table in my living room. And I am so happy. (laughs) I do not regret this decision at all. So the takeaway here is if you can eliminate surfaces that are not necessary in your home. But living rooms, living rooms are spaces that require like a daily reset and uh, tidying up. To me, it's a really important space to tidy up before I go to bed. I am someone who does not like to wake up to a cluttered, messy home. It starts my day off on a stressful note, um, on an anxious note, and I don't like that. So no matter how tired I am the evening before, I will, after my daughter goes to sleep, I will take a few minutes to tidy up my home, primarily my living room and my kitchen. So Declutter things in your living room, you know, books, knickknacks that you don't need, things that are maybe hanging up on the walls that, you know, are aesthetically not pleasing or maybe don't match to your decor. Um, Again, all of these things are visual clutters. So the less stuff that you kind of have out and about, the better. You can obviously invest in bins. If, If you have an entertainment center, use it. 
right? Use it to store board games, books, miscellaneous items, magazines. Obviously, don't use it as like a junk drawer. (laughs) Declutter first, but try, especially in your living room, try to have it be clutter-free and only have the items that are like must-have items to be out and about because it's going to make tidying up that space so much quicker and easier and even more so easier for your kids to help out as well. Start with one area and gradually work your way through your home, creating that like simple one pager where maybe you put all of these things on the list or maybe have you have your own, right? But making a very, very simple list and kind of a decluttering plan is going to keep you on track. It's going to keep you motivated and it's going to decrease feelings of overwhelm. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, I encourage you to come say hi to me on Instagram at Be Good to Yourself by Margot, or we can chat on Facebook. My Facebook handle is Margot Staten. As always, good luck on your decluttering journey. Thank you so much for listening and be good to yourselves. <laughs>